Do you ever replay the movie in your mind of your life and review, thinking about some years that have gone by? And have you ever done an internal face palm like, I can't believe I did that? We're going into Proverbs chapter 4 today, and I'm going without a script. So welcome to Off Script with Francie Taylor. Get your Bibles. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. I remember my college years really vividly, especially my first year, because I made some of the biggest, dumbest mistakes of my life in my first year of college. I really, really hurt myself, and I mean it from a point of view of emotionally. Spiritually, I I was not saved yet, but I did definitely do a lot of damage. I was beat up in my soul after I came out of that first year of college. If you could think of any bad thing to do, I certainly was introduced to it in that first year where you clump a bunch of students together who are many of them on their own for their first time without adult supervision. Because at secular college, they have a rule book, but they hardly make you follow it. And besides that, nobody's monitoring anything. At least they weren't at the school where I was. But suffice it to say, it sure wasn't Bible college. But you know what God did? He took my big bucket of lemons and turned it into lemonade anyway. Because when he saved my soul in 1977, it didn't matter that I had such a torn up past. He reached way back in the pack when he (laughs) reached me and, and saved my soul. And I'm so grateful. It's probably one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about sharing Bible studies and lessons from his word. But I'm especially interested in things that help people to apply things to their lives. So let's do that in our off script tonight. Let's look at some practical applications that you can make from studying scripture. If you're studying a proverb a day, you're eventually going to come to this chapter because it's Proverbs chapter 4 that we're going to be in tonight. And one of the things we're going to do is we're just going to take a look at the topic of wisdom because wisdom is, the Bible says, the principal thing. It's also the main thing that people are lacking when they get into trouble. So let's take a look at that and then let's just see the corresponding verses for these simple thoughts in this little off script session. First of all, Forsake ye not my law means don't abandon it and don't leave it. Proverbs 4, 1 through 2 says, Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. Why do you think the Bible had to even say, forsake ye not my law? Because we're prone to forsake his law. We're forgetful creatures, and it's very convenient and easy to forget principles of scripture. Look around you. There are so many people walking around in this world today. Some of them are some really loud voices, in fact. And they will every now and then let it slip that they grew up in church. Now, I hope that means more than just their body was present on a pew. In many cases, what it also means is there was a time in their life where they asked Christ to be their savior and they were truly born again. But you know what happened? Forsake ye not my law. They disobeyed that. It is possible to abandon principles of Scripture and to take your faith down with it. 
Wisdom is not optional in the Christian life, but if we treat it like that, then we're going to find ourselves turning our backs on the wisdom eventually and forsaking God's law. We literally will walk away from it. And you know who will blame? Two categories. We'll blame God and we'll blame other people. You know, that's just definitely a cop-out, right? Because God didn't make you forsake his law, and other people can't make you do that either. But here's what other people can do. They can irritate you. They can hurt you. They can disappoint you. They can make you fed up. But please don't paint Christianity with the same brush of the transgressions of one individual person. That's not even justice. That's not even reasonable. When someone, one person, or even if it's several, when they do wrong, that's on them. But don't let it cause you to jettison your faith. Forsake ye not my law is in the scripture because we are prone to forsake God's law. We're prone to turn our backs on it. Number two in this off script study, get wisdom and don't forget it. Now, where's that? Proverbs 4 or 5. Verse 5 says, get wisdom get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Get it and don't forget it. Here again, the scripture is saying something that seems redundant and even unnecessary. Well, I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to forget the wisdom I've learned. Yes, it's possible. Get wisdom, get understanding. There's a process of doing this that requires effort on our part. Start there with the forgetfulness. How many people are still not reading their Bibles daily? Then they're not getting wisdom. They're not getting understanding. Forget it not. It is so easy to forget things that we're not paying attention to anymore. I mean, how many of you have phone numbers stored in your cell phone so you don't even have to look up numbers anymore? So then the next follow-up question to that question, do you even know your own phone number? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember being asked for my phone number once and I said, um, ah, uh, um, ah. Uh, and I, for a second there, I had to really think about it. I really truly don't know my home phone number, but then who has those anymore? Oh, some of us still do, but I digress. Get it and don't forget it. That means that repetition is going to be required for us to retain the scripture and then we'll retain the wisdom that comes with it. Number three in our off-script study. Wisdom preserves and guards us. When we look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 6, we see this. Forsake her not, that her is wisdom, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Now we're talking about a relationship. Don't abandon this, this wisdom. Don't forsake her and love her. Well, we know that this is God's wisdom. So this this is understandable when we look at it through the lens of Scripture. But we don't tend to remember what wisdom will do for us. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Wisdom will preserve us, protect us, and keep us from things that could harm us. Love her, and she shall keep thee. That word keep translates into also the word guard. So we're going to be guarded from things that we otherwise could be hurt by. This is so pivotal. It also explains why so many people get hurt. A lot of times, a lot of pain is traceable to a lack of wisdom. But once again, instead of going down to the root cause, people tend to only look at the top growth. The top growth is the plant that we can see up on top of the soil, 
but it's often not where the problem lies. The problem is often underground, under the soil. And so when a person has issues in their life, we see the issues, but we don't see the roots. When you scratch beneath the surface in any life that's filled with misery, turmoil, drama, and a bunch of unnecessary problems, you're going to find a lack of wisdom underneath that soil. The root problem is that lack of wisdom. Wisdom guards and preserves us by God's design. But if we choose to go without it, it's extremely unfair and unjust to blame God for the outcome. God didn't do it. When we neglect our spiritual habits, we are going to come up short. We're going to be poverty-stricken as Christians, and there's just no reason. How many Bibles do you own? Can you stop and mentally count them right now? Every time I ask this question, whenever I'm teaching around the country, I have to stop and think myself, have I added another Bible since I asked this question? The answer is usually yes. I love the Bible. I don't really think you can have too many of them, but I don't collect them just for the fun of having them around. I also like to have them around because I may give one away. Like the time I was in the airplane and the flight attendant just was paying extreme attention to me. She was so kind and she was really, really thoughtful. So when I was getting off the plane, I gave her one of my favorite snap flap burgundy leather Bibles. She looked stunned. Now inside there, there was also a Bible track with some verses to guide her And I'd slipped a little note right in the middle explaining how to read a proverb a day because I knew she'd look at it. I just knew she would. So it's really a good idea to have several Bibles, some that are specifically for giving away. But you know what's a shame? It's a shame to own 9, 10, 15 Bibles and not even read one of them daily. If you own more than one Bible, you're a rich person. You want that wisdom that God has left for you in his word. And finally, number four, wisdom is the principal thing, the scripture says. That word principal means it's the first, the beginning, the best, and the choice chief thing. Proverbs 4, 7 is so familiar. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. The word get keeps coming up. Do you get the impression that God is trying to tell us something? This is not effortless. We do have to apply ourselves. I think we've gotten a little bit spoiled by technology because it does almost everything for us. I don't have a smart home yet, but I'm getting close. I have some things that do things for me from my cell phone. I can tell my cell phone to turn this on or turn that on, but I don't have the entire smart home. But it cracks me up to think to have one. Maybe one day when I'm 75, I can have a smart stove that I can tell my cell phone, cook me some dinner. (laughs) But the devices that we have in our lives actually serve to make us weaker because we don't have to do as much. Don't let that spill over into your spiritual life. It might be a good idea to keep paper Bibles on hand just for this reason. I'm not against technology at all. I'm surrounded by it. But there's something really special about turning a Bible page. I love the sound of Bible pages turning. My Bible pages are bent up and fingerprinted and marked and highlighted, and there's little notes in the margin. The biggest treasure in this whole house are my Bibles and the notes in my Bibles. Invaluable. We have so much, so much in the Word of God, but we don't employ it. We don't 
take full advantage of it. Here is wisdom. God says it's the principal thing, the first, the beginning. And what do we do? We make it last. Let's switch that around. Let's make it so principal, so first, so choice, so chief, that we start our days with his word. Making wisdom the principal thing helps us to avoid rushing into the day without having the word of God. Going without the word of God is a lot like when we say, oh, I'm going to exercise before bed. And we put it off and we put it off and we put it off. And the next thing you know, it's 930 at night. And then we say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, scripture gets bumped and bumped and bumped, but it won't if you put it at the top of your day. So carve out that top of the day. Don't give God your time scraps. Give him that best part, that choice part, that principal part of your day. You know what happens when we lack wisdom? We make far more serious mistakes. And we also make our lives and the lives of others a lot harder because the scripture tells us the way of transgressors is hard. Do you know when a person lacks wisdom, it's very impossible to please them because they're always looking for the next thing and the next event and the next happening and the next thing that's going to make life so complete they think or we think. When in reality, wisdom would instruct us that we've already got everything we need and God is more than enough. Wisdom truly is the principal thing. Well, where do we get wisdom? I think we know that. In closing, we're going to look at Proverbs 8 and verse 34. And yes, you're going to hear a page turn because I I have a good old-fashioned Bible on my desktop here. This is off script, so I can make noises with Bible pages in the background. Don't you agree? Proverbs 8, 34 says, Blessed is the man that heareth me watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. This is daily Bible study. This is not something that we do on occasion, or it's not just something that we grab and run out the door with on Sundays and Wednesdays. This is a daily relationship with God. It's so important. Understand it's vital. Instead of treating it like it's optional, treat it like it's so essential that your very life can't go on without it. You've been listening to Francie Taylor. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, and the popular Bible study series, I See You in Christ Unconditionally. I See You is flexible by design and encourages users to develop the habit of daily Bible study. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.